Kitavach, everybody. So I'll tell you, Maisa. You know, back in the earlier years of the uh, of the movement of of Chassidus of the Valshem, so we know that there was a there was a large opposition to it, the, the group of the Misnagdim against the Chassidim. And unfortunately, it is a historical fact. Unfortunately, families were broken because of it. You would have one person, let's say a husband, that would become a Chassid, and all of a sudden, you know, the wife and her family were part of the Misnagdim, and literally, families Loleinu uh, fell apart because of it. So the Maisa goes that there was a particular young man who was a Talmud Chacham in his own right, and he became attracted to the ways of the Baal Shem, and he became a, a Chassid. Now, at the same time, his father-in-law, his wife's father, was not a Chassid, although he was not a Misnagid either, but he was certainly cautious and uh, w- was willing to, to give a proper investigation to the way of the Baal Shem and to see if, this is, if, it's, if it's okay and you know, if it's something that that uh, drastic measures should be taken, you know, in terms of his his daughter and and the marriage and so on. But he wanted to to investigate. Okay, so he figures that in order to figure out whether the way of the Baal Shem is is, is proper and good, and whether it's like too extreme, and if it's going to take his son off the his son law off the derech, so he want he's going to go to the Baltanya. Baltanya was Mitzadik, uh, one of the great students of Mizrach Magid at the time. And the town that the Baltani was in was not too far from this particular father-in-law. So he figured he's going to go there for a Shabbos and I'll see what's going on. And uh, he'll make his decisions after that Shabbos, how he'll deal with his son-in-law. Okay, so he goes there and happens to be that, that Shabbos that he sees by the Baltanya, nothing strange was going on, you know, it was a regular davening and yanim and learning and it was, it was very, very nice. And so after the whole Shabbos was over, he was very impressed by the Baltan. He was impressed with all the Chassidim. And certainly the, uh, the, the, the result of his investigations was that he's more than happy for his son-in-law to be a Chassid. And that was what he was going to tell his daughter. And everything should be fine. But there was one thing that was bothering him. There was one thing that he saw that was bothering him over Shabbos. Not enough to make a big stink in the, in the family, but, but it was bothering him which is that he saw by the students of the Baltanya that they were spending a lot of time over Shabbos learning, learning Chassidus, learning about uh, Primus Satyra. They were spending a lot of time learning it. And this bothered him a little bit that they were spending so much time on that to the sacrifice of learning, of spending more time in Gemara and Halacha, you know, the, the regular Limudim, so to speak. So this is, again, he saw everyone was healthy and happy and so on, so he was happy for his son to be part of it, but this bothered him. So he figured, listen, he sees people, you know, going to the Rebbe for, for Yechidus of Altanya, so I'll, I'll also give Shalom on my way out, and I'll, I'll raise this issue, I'll, I'll ask him the question. So fine, so he goes to the Baltanya, and he doesn't say why he was there for Shabbos, so the Baltanya probably knew, but uh, he goes to the Baltanya, and he says, you know, it's beautiful, I'm not coming from, from this place of, of the Baal but I appreciate it, it was, it was mamash beautiful, but I just have one, one question, I'm not trying to antagonize, I'm just... I'm legitimately asking a question. Why, why do you and, and your Hasidim spend so much more time, maybe it's only Shabbos, but you spend so much more time on Hasidus and other things, you know, isn't, shouldn't the main learning of the day be Gemara and Halach and so on? So Baltanya appreciated that the question was coming from a sincere place. So Baltanya said, so let me ask you something. What do you do for Parnassah? So, um, so the Yid said, I, I have a business that, uh, that, I, that, I, that that's when I make my Parnassah. So Tanya said, and, and how much funds are in the business? So he gave a certain number, whatever the funds are. And the Tanya said, and how much of that was your funding, you know, and how much of it was 
uh, money that you borrow from other people in order to, uh, to start the business and to maintain the business. So he said, you know, I basically put all my money, you know, in the business to start it. And even that wasn't enough. I had to borrow from friends and family and so on. But, but now, Baruch Hashem, the business is going and it's profitable. But certainly in the beginning, I had to put basically everything I had into it. So Baltani said, but I don't understand. You're a learned person, Talmud Chacham. The Gemara says that, that the way a person should, should divvy up their money is in the following way. A third of the money, it's a Gemara. The Gemara says a third of one's money should be in real estate. A third of one's money should be in business. And, uh, and a third of the money should be in cash. In case a person needs it. That's the way it should, it's supposed to be split up. So, but, so why didn't you follow that model? So the person f- said, okay, that is a good question. The Gemara does say that. And the person said, you know what I would say? I would say that the Gemara is suggesting that model of a third real estate, a third business, and a third uh, cash. You know, that's probably when, when, when the business environment is stable and everything's fine. And it's just a matter of how to divide up your, 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 your funds. Okay, so this is the way it's supposed to be. But if the business environment is is, you know, shaky to begin with, then a person has no choice but to take extreme risks. So it is, it is risky, said the person Balatanya, to put all my funds in the business. It is risky, but what can I tell you? Without putting all my funds in it, the business would not, would not take off. And so if everything is, is set up normally and in the Masuda, everything's fine, okay, then you follow the method of the Gemara. But to start off the business, uh, you know, you, you sometimes have to take extreme risks in order to have extreme rewards. Balatanya said, and that's exactly why I tell my chassidim to learn a lot of chassidus. It's because when everything is normal and healthy, and, you know, in Amuna, okay, so then, you know, like the Gemara says, shlish b'talmud, you know, shlish b'mishnah, you split, you split up your time evenly, and there'll be room for learning chassidus. But he says, but at a time of where, where the, the atmosphere, the business atmosphere, so to speak, is, is, uh, is shifting, and it's, not so, and it's not so settled, then you have to take extreme risks. And you're right, it is risky to spend so much time learning about Amuna and, and Elokos. But what can I tell you? Without putting all those funds in the beginning of the business, you know, it's, uh, you, you can't get the business off the ground. And without spending time thinking about the Rabbanu Shloylam and, 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 and learning about Elokos, it's very hard to get one's neshama off the ground. Once things are stable, the Nevada, then, then you go back to the regular routine. But to get the business going, you have to take extreme risks, extreme risks sometimes. Shem should help us. We should be able to get the business going, to get it off the ground. Whatever it takes to get the business of Yiddishkeit off the ground, the business of Elokos off the ground. Shem Shabbos is this week. It should be a week of success in that business and all the businesses of Kal Yisrael. A week of Shef, Abrach, and Atzlach, of Yisrael, Tzadik, Mervi, Amen.